everyone and thank you so much for joining us on the we thrive podcast where we share stories from entrepreneurs around the world about how they're helping um, people and creating an impactful legacy so my name is casey clark and i'm the host of the show i'm also the founder and chief growth officer of c clark consulting so today i will be interviewing danielle buchan so danielle thank you for being a guest thank you so much for having me casey Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So my name is Danielle Buchan and I am Danielle Marie Business Solutions. Um, we are a team of virtual assistants, project managers. Um, I'm a certified bookkeeper with QuickBooks. So we kind of take care of all of your behind the scenes needs, uh, administrative wise, for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, um, small businesses, large businesses, kind of anyone who needs um, a helping hand with administrative tasks that they either don't have the means to employ someone in office um, or they're just overwhelmed and they need someone to kind of take things off of their plate. We do things from social media to anything administrative, emailing schedules, um, invoicing, um, marketing a little bit, nothing like what you do, but the simple things um, and then just really kind of helping people stay on track with onboarding and managing their clients. Awesome. Sounds like you're busy. We do a little bit of everything except my like little tagline is not graphic design. Unless you want stick people, I suggest you go elsewhere. The only thing we don't do is graphic design, but anything else, I'm super OCD. So keeping people in line and uh, making sure that, you know, things don't fall through the cracks for businesses because do, um, that's where we can Awesome. Awesome. So did you grow up in the Maryland area? Yep. So I was born in New York and then we moved to Maryland, um, started in Rockville and then I've been in Frederick since I was five years old, I guess. I went to school here my whole life. Um, graduated from Clinton College, went to St. John's Catholic Prep, um, and so yeah, my family is all within the tri-state area for the most part, and my kids go to school here now. Um, my brother a uh, business here in Frederick for a while now, so we're all kind of local, which is nice. It's nice to see how things are changing. It's nice to see familiar faces with networking and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Frederick has definitely changed a lot in the past 20 years or so. There's not so many cows on the side of the road like I used to see. <laughs> I guess that's a plus. <laughs> So as you know, the name of our podcast is called We Thrive. So when you hear the word thrive, what comes to mind for you? So I was thinking about this a lot last night and I actually Googled it just to see like the layman's term definition, you know, because I feel like it can be interpreted in so many ways. And I'm sure as doing your podcast, people have many interpretations of, you know, what it means to thrive. Um, I'm sure people use it as a scale of measurement in terms of maybe how successful they are with a certain number of clients or with how much money they have about their relationships. Um, a lot of my clients have turned into some of my dear friends and our kids are friends. And, you know, that means the most to me, you know, on top of that, it would be making sure that they have seen a change in hiring our company that, you know, we're doing a great job that we're doing what we're supposed to do to help them succeed. That makes 
and you feel like we're thriving and we're just they see say, see and say that they've seen such a positive change in the way that they run their business um that means the world Awesome. I love it. So with helping others grow their business and, you know, be more efficient, what obstacles have you faced? Um, communication, really. I mean, people have different forms of communicating and um, I'm super OCD, which is why this is perfect for what I do. Like everyone jokes that my sticky notes have sticky notes and my lists have lists and things are color coded in my calendar. Um, but not everyone works that way. So trying to kind of dissect that and learning other people's way of communication and what works for them and kind of coming to their level um, is probably our biggest struggle because people can be, I have some clients where I call homework. So there are certain things that I need from them before I can do what I need to do, certain information. And so I give them their homework. And I have people tell me straight up that, you know, bully me, tell me what you need me to do. Give me my homework, you know, make sure you ride me to stay on track. But other people do not work that way. I'm hiring you because the time to do these things. And now you're gonna give me more things to do. Like, and so they're completely overwhelmed. Um, so it's really just kind of the handholding that I'm talking to them how in a way that is calm to them and in a way that makes them feel safe and, and not in a way that makes them feel like, oh my gosh, why did we do this? This is just adding things to my plan. Right. So have you had any personal challenges like mindset or motivation or anything like that? For myself or my clients? For yourself. Well, so... Uh, a little fun fact, I have four children, so I mean, of just getting my mind straight into work mode and uh, having a separate office to not be surrounded by children, um, my biggest struggle in the beginning and just probably mom guilt, I guess, of balancing the time because I started this company part-time while I was working another full-time job and being a single mother. So um, just time of making sure that I was doing what I needed to do in all aspects of my life, the hats that I would wear. But here we are three and a half years later or something like that. And, and you know, we've got it figured out now. And so I have an amazing nanny who takes care of the personal side of my life. And I've got systems on top of systems to run my business for my clients and um, figuring out what works for us and what works for them. And um, yeah, we've, we've got it. Under. That's great. I know that putting systems in place is just a challenge in itself, especially when you're working, you know, and it's like pulling teeth, trying to get things from clients sometimes. So. Yes, for sure. You know, and they'll, they'll themselves like, you know, we're, you know, how should we organize this? And so now over time, people are starting to see like how this, how this flows and why, you know, there was so much work in the beginning. And I tell people that all the time, like, it's going to be a lot in the beginning because it's like out like this and we're trying to make it like this. Yep. I'm not in their head and I don't know why they had things out like this. And I don't know without a daily basis or the systems that they're doing on a daily basis so I kind of I have to kind of morph into them and step into their role professionally with what exactly it is that they do 
and then kind of be like, okay, so this is how they start their day and this is how they end their day. What is going to be the most proficient thing for them? What's going to be the most effective way for them to have things in a system that isn't going to make them have to overthink it or stress it? Kind of morph into the person that you're working with. Oh, I can so relate. <laughs> so speaking of putting systems in place, what other resources have helped you with either thriving or overcoming your obstacles? Um, I think networking is a big one, especially kind of, like I said, like I grew up in this area, so I know of people, but I don't necessarily know people. And people don't know each other this business. So it's kind of nice to get back into the community and doing networking and just really um, getting to know other like-minded business people. Um, networking is a big one, I would say. Um, using a lot of the scheduling like tools, that's a really like good resource. Anything that's gonna help us stay organized um, is super helpful for us. So we're always looking for the next best thing or next way to communicate or next way to stay on top of things and keep things in place. Um, but definitely being in the community has really helped us. Um, we started in a very unconventional way. So um, networking is, is a bit of a struggle for us personally, but, um, you know, and getting our name out there, but it, it's, it's coming along. Okay, so you said you started in an unconventional way. I'm curious to know what exactly that means. So don't follow this advice anyone who's listening or watching and is looking to start a company because it should not have worked. But so I was uh, recently divorced and I was working a full-time job, but I have always done work on the side. I've always done bookkeeping jobs. I've always had other businesses. I've always had something else on the side. So I was already doing social media for certain clients. Um, and I was like, for just like one or two people. I was like, I wonder if I could, you know, make some more money on the side now that I was divorced and just adjusting to my new life as a solo income. Um, so I would call, I called it cold DMing because back in the day it was cold calling. Um, but I called it cold DMing and I would send out messages to probably 30 people a day on Instagram being like, hey, like, and they would be business pages like photographers or clothing stores or whoever or realtors and I would be like, Hey, this is what I do. Um, was looking through your page, was just wondering if you needed any help. Like, let me know if you'd love to have a conversation. Should not have worked. You know, it's it's spam. How many spam DMs do you get? You know, um, but people responded, and people would call and have conversations with me. And granted, I didn't really have a portfolio to show them. I didn't have references to give them. I didn't have a website. Um, but people would talk to me and, you know, I would explain to them what I would be able to offer and what we do or what I did at the time. And they would hire me. And that is how I got my very first clients. And they were in Arizona and California and Indianapolis. So they weren't anywhere around here. They didn't know me from Adam. Um, if you've ever looked at my social media, mine isn't anything to go off of because mine is about my kids. So why they hired me? but that is how I got my very first clients and that's how I really um and then they would refer me to people after some time and then I kind of got to a point where I couldn't have a full-time job and manage these clients and be a mother 
Um, and so I took a leap of faith and I quit my full-time job hoping that I would grow my company and I doubled it in three months. So, you know, taking that leap of faith really paid off for me. Um, and now, I've, you know, I have a team of people who work with me and for me and um, we're always growing and we're always adding to our list of services that of what we offer because people kind of will hire us for one thing and then be like, oh, actually, I need help with this. Do you guys do this? And it's like, actually, we are capable of doing that. We just haven't advertised it. Um, so don't follow my advice. Don't cold DM people if you're looking. That's not a good marketing plan. Like, it should not have worked. And like I said, some of my clients have become some of my closest friends and people that I have never even met because they're across the country. But now I'm comfortable enough to be like, hey, did you hire me like in the beginning you know just out of curiosity and, and they said it was my personality and that they felt like they could relate to me in the way that I communicated with them and that you know hiring someone like me and my company you are in constant communication with us you talk to us a lot so you're gonna have to like that person because if you feel like have an attitude or you feel like they have a chip on their shoulder or whatever it is that you don't vibe with them, they're not the person for you to work with. It's no different than hiring someone in your office that you have to see eight hours a day. Yeah. So they said that for the reason they hired me was, yeah, I had no experience to show them, but they felt like I was someone that they could talk to a lot and that I would understand them and listen to them and work with them and was really just a good match. And you know, your very first question of like, what does thriving mean to me? And it's like, that is it. Like that, like making that, that's the biggest compliment I could get is someone who feels comfortable with me and feels like I'm really going to listen and do a good job without seeing like any of the work that we've done. That's the highest compliment. We yeah, definitely. So at the beginning, were you transparent with people and like, I don't have any references or any portfolio, but here I am. Yeah, I mean, because people would ask me, be like, can I see some of the social media accounts that you've done in the past? And I was like, no. Like, and I would be like, I don't have any to show you. Um, but then, you know, I'm very persistent. And so, you know, if someone expresses the littlest interest, I will continue to follow up because I understand that people get busy and maybe they forget or maybe they're just really blowing me off. I don't really know which one that I care. But until you tell me, hey, I'm not interested or, hey, we found someone else, keep checking in with you and so again one of my very first clients was like I'm so glad that you did that because I needed you I was just so busy and so overwhelmed that it would slip my mind to like respond back to you slip my mind to like get that homework together for you um so people nine out of ten times people are very grateful that you continue to reach out and kind of like nudge a little bit I had someone this morning actually just send me a message that the project is they're getting a project that they want us to work on is taking a little bit longer for approval. And I probably sent her like three messages being like, hey, any updates? Hey, any updates? Because we were supposed to start two weeks ago. And just this morning, she was like, I promise as soon as we get this approved, like, I will let you know, but please don't stop nudging me. So things like that, people seem to appreciate. Um, but yeah, I was totally upfront that I had nothing to show them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I find that like transparency is really key and that if you like a lot of people will say, you know, fake it till you make it, but sometimes it's just best to be honest and people appreciate that. And then they understand like that you have the ability to find an answer or to get things done. And I, I just feel like there's so much more respect. 
especially in the beginning, people will be like, are you familiar with this program or do you know how to do this? And I might have been like a little bit familiar, but a little bit familiar with programs or certain things, but I would tell the chat, like, you know what? The beauty in this day and age is that if I don't know how to do it, I know how to Google it. And I know how to watch a YouTube video to do it. So I can figure it out. Or I know how to contact the help center. Like we had to learn HoneyBook for a photographer. So, you know, I know how to use the chat feature and ask them questions if I can't find something in the system. You know, I'm not going to bother you and be like, hey, how do we do this? That's not why you hired me. Well, you hired me to figure it out. We're smart enough to figure it out. Absolutely. So resourceful. Definitely yes. resourceful. I love it. So... So let's talk a little bit more about those resources and um, how they're kind of helping you create a legacy. So first, uh, when you hear the word legacy, what comes to mind? For me, it's my children. I mean, everything I do is for them. You know, I, I chose to quit a full-time job, not just because I had a heavy workload of my, this becoming what started as my side business, but also because I was a stay-at-home mom for the most part when I was married, and so my kids were used to me being around all the time and uh, being on the PTA boards and coming to all the class parties, and um, I could tell that that was affecting them, that their mom wasn't, like, was gone for nine hours a day. Um, so for me, a legacy is all about them because I was like, I have to find a way to still be present for them physically, but still provide an income. Um, so I just you know, old DM to make that work. So they are definitely my legacy. Yeah, and you have four of them. So <laughs> the legacy is there. <laughs> is there anything that like you try to um, teach or instill in your kids that is really, really important, like certain values that you found are critical um, to be, you know, successful? Um. So my kids range in ages from three and a half to 12. So they are kind of across the board there every two years. Um, so I'm dealing with a middle schooler and I'm dealing with a toddler as well. And seeing their personalities grow over the years, you know, I see a lot of myself, obviously, when I was a kid. And the personality I have now versus who I was as a child is night and day. I had no confidence as a child. I, completely quiet. I let people walk all over me and I was afraid to speak up. Um, and so when I see those characteristics in my kids compared to who I am now, I'm like, no, like stand up for yourself or don't be afraid to ask a question. Like even, you know, every day in my job, if I don't understand something, like I'll ask a question. I'd rather get it done right and ask questions than get it done wrong and have that headache of fixing it or looking bad because I think that I can do it. So really encouraging them to step up and speak up and to find their voice of asking for help or asking questions, or if someone's not being nice to um, step in and, you know, stop bullying per se, um, just really encouraging them to just step up and to just really find their voice. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid what people are going to think. Um, you know, that's a big thing with kids of just, just be who you are and, you know, look how you want to look and dress how you want to dress. Um, that's kind of a running theme, which really ties into business as well, because so many people think that in certain industries, they have, industries, they have to fit a mold or, you know, they have to do things a certain way or speak a certain way or market a certain way that's going to attract people. And it's like, 
if people want to work with you, they're going to work with you for their own reason, not because you're like every other cookie cutter person. Yeah, absolutely. So outside of kind of instilling things in your kids, how are you impacting others, whether it's personally or professionally? That's a tough question. I feel like other people should be answering that question about us, right? Like, like I feel like you should be asking my clients that question. Um, how am I impacting? I mean, I hope that, so my love language is like, taking care of others and being caregiver. So I do do little things for my clients who are now my friends and for the close people in my life. Um, I do like to do little things for them. And so I'm hoping that just spreading the kindness, especially with things going on in the world right now, is leaving an impact and just letting people know that like, hey, I'm here for you, whether it's professionally or personally, or hey, I'm thinking about you. Um, a lot of my friends have kids and are working mothers as well. And so especially my clients, obviously. So just knowing that, like, you know, we can do this balance. And if you need to vent, I'm here, you know, obviously to each other. We send each other pictures of starting to drink at 11 a.m. sometimes because it's the only way we're going to get through the day. So, I mean, there's no judgment here. Um, so I just hope that people can see who we are as a company and who I am as a person. Just we be truly there and uh, we are here whether it's you know you need to vent about things going on in your personal life or that um a client's client is driving them crazy that's you know people people have told me that you know i shouldn't have the title of virtual assistants or project managers or whatever. really more business consultants or business therapists because so many clients will call us and just be like venting of like, oh, this is going wrong, this is going wrong. And sometimes there's nothing I can do about it because it involves another person. But, you know, just the calming voice of like, you know, okay, if this happens, then this is what we'll do. But let's just wait and see what happens and just kind of being that voice of reason. Um, so I hope that people just, I think the big thing for me would be like knowing that we care and that, you know, we're reliable and that we're here. Um, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So, you know, I'm always like showing the love to others. I love it. So what are some nuggets that you have for other business owners uh, to help them thrive? Don't cold DM people. Um, <laughs> um, really, honestly, I think it's just be yourself and be true to who you are with your personality and why you started your company. I think a lot of people lose sight as to why they start their business and why they're doing what they're doing because they get too hung up with maybe the rankings of where they feel like they should be or, you know, meeting a certain quota with revenue and then the greedy hat takes over. So, um, and, you know, everyone needs to make money. Everyone needs to make a living. But don't let that overcome don't jack up your rates because you know the johnsons are doing it you know be true to who you are and why you're doing what you're doing what it is that you have to offer to people because people will see that people will see that genuineness people will see who you are as a person i mean look people told me they hired me for my personality and i should be working for someone else right now. um but people see the genuineness or people see that you truly do care you know if you're just going to be a robot and just go through the motions of doing whatever it is that you do, people are going to read right through. 
they're going to be like, well, if that's all you're going to do and you're not going to put your heart to it, then we're going to go find someone to do it for cheaper because they want the experience. So many businesses now and people that are looking for people to work with are, is about the experience, especially in these times when we can't be around people and so much of it is virtual, you know, they need those warm and fuzzies. So just really putting your heart into it, sticking to your guns of why you started and not being influenced by what other people say or the industries that you're comparing yourself. Yeah, very, very thought-provoking statement. Yeah, so are there any other last thoughts that you'd like to share with us? You know, everyone's just out there trying to do their best, and that can get cloudy with comparing yourself to others because they feel like, you know, why should, if you're questioning if you should start a business, you know, because, oh, well, there's already a business like mine, or, oh, there's already you know, something like this out there. People are already doing that. Why would I succeed? Think about how many hair salons there are. Think about how many lawyers there are. Think about how many gyms there are. And yet people still go to them because it's about why are they different? Like, why do you go to the hairstyles that you like? Why do you go to the gym that you like? Is it, you know, you might pay more for it, but it's the experience you get. Or you might pay less for it if the experience you get. Like, who knows? Money isn't everything to people. So don't be afraid to take that step. Like if it's something you're truly passionate about, you should follow that because you really don't know where it will lead. And I'm sure that some people will support you in doing what it is that you're passionate about. And at the end of the day, that's all that really matters is having that team. Yeah, I think the saying is something like, uh, do your passion and the money will follow or something like it's about the money. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Well, I definitely appreciate all of the nuggets and the knowledge that you shared for our listeners today. And I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Stephen Lamar Moore, who produced the music for our podcast. So thank you again, Danielle, for being a guest. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Casey. You're welcome.